Welcome back to Cycle Wisdom, where we empower women to restore natural cycles to improve health and promote fertility. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Minger, and I am so glad you're listening today. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing fertility awareness methods, charting your cycles, and why this is a critical step to understanding your body, as well as helping to give you the language to communicate with a healthcare professional if there's something that's not quite right. I do want to give a little disclaimer to this episode and let you know that the information presented today is not going to be enough for you to just go out and start using these methods with great effectiveness. I always recommend consulting with a trained educator who can help you learn the method or more targeted education and troubleshooting to make sure you can use it independently going forward. I would like to start off with a story about a patient of mine that I saw early on in my practice. Now, just for clarification going forward, I obviously won't be sharing any real patient names in any of my episodes, but these are actual stories of people I have cared for. So today's patient is Lucy, and she came to see me after she was told by her obstetrics doctor that she wasn't going to be able to get pregnant. Now, this discussion was based on the results from a one-time progesterone lab draw done on day 21 of her cycle. The OB provider told her that she wasn't ovulating and referred Lucy on to an IVF clinic, telling her that was the only way she could hope to achieve a pregnancy. Now, for those of you who may have worked through some fertility issues, this is actually quite a common practice. A day 21 lab draw is often used as a method to try and check if your progesterone levels have increased enough to show that you've ovulated. Now, this day 21 draw is based on the assumption that you've ovulated on day 18, but we know from experience and reviewing charted cycles that obviously not every woman ovulates on day 18. Lucy was not interested in going to an IVF clinic, and she talked with a friend about this, who referred her on to see me. We got Lucy signed up with a practitioner who started her with charting her cycle using Creighton model. Lucy and her husband started charting through the daily observations, realized she actually was ovulating just a little bit later than that day 21. They were able to use their charting knowledge in order to get pregnant in their second cycle of charting using a known time of fertility and, by the way, not needing to use IVF. The best thing about this story is that they were able to learn this method and they didn't even really need a doctor in order to be able to help them achieve pregnancy. It was just that education and the knowledge of understanding Lucy's cycles and how that related to her fertility that allowed them to target the correct days for achieving pregnancy. It really was a great win for Lucy and her husband because they were able to have those valuable insights which empowered them to make informed choices based on what her cycles were doing every day. It was a positive impact on her overall well-being and reproductive journey because she was able to avoid IVS and she was able to get pregnant naturally, go on to carry a full-term healthy baby, and really avoided unnecessary interventions. This is just one of the many stories that I've seen over the years that really highlights the importance of understanding your body. And I think more importantly, knowing that a woman's cycle and her hormones are different every single day of her life. Ultimately, charting your signs every day is what we use to help understand where you're at in your cycle, 
what's going on with your body and really give you that day-by-day understanding of whether or not you are in a fertile window, as well as be able to track patterns over time. One of the first and most common misconceptions that I help educate people about goes back to the basics about fertility. Now, for the most part, men are always fertile, assuming there's no underlying conditions, of course. Sperm are produced and available 24-7, 365. Their hormone levels are fairly stable, and there's not the significant day-to-day variation we see in women. However, women are not always fertile. Women are actually only fertile during a fairly short window around the time that ovulation occurs. Usually we say about three to four days before and three to four days after ovulation has actually happened is considered to be that fertile window. And so really what we're focusing on with these fertility awareness methods is determining that day of ovulation and being able to understand the fertile window surrounding that time, whether or not you're utilizing that in order to try and achieve pregnancy avoid pregnancy, or just figure out what's going on with your cycles. So I would like to start with giving a general overview of fertility awareness methods, and then I'm going to go into a bit more detail as to a few different methods to help you with an overview of how they're similar or different. Now, my intention today is not to discuss all of the options out there because there actually are quite a few methods. But I want to just let you know that all of them do involve some type of tracking, interpreting your physical markers and symptoms to identify both the fertile and infertile phases of the menstrual cycle. These physical biomarkers may include basal body temperature, cervical mucus changes, changes in the cervix itself, pelvic pain, or sometimes using LH ovulation strips. When charted over time, all of this observed data is able to provide a better picture of what's going on from day to day and even from month to month to see if there are any underlying issues that may need to be addressed. You know, one of the other beautiful things about fertility awareness methods is that they can be used whether you're trying to achieve a pregnancy, whether you're trying to avoid pregnancy, or if you're not even sexually active at all and just want to understand more of what's going on with your menstrual cycles or symptoms that you may be having. One of the other myths out there is that fertility awareness methods are not effective at preventing unwanted pregnancy. We find that actually, most of these methods really do have an excellent efficacy rate, and that people who are using them to try and avoid pregnancy can do so more than 99% of the time. These rates are comparable, or most of the time actually better, than most hormonal contraceptives and implants available in mainstream medicine at this time. Also, if you're utilizing a natural charting system over a lifetime, they're comparatively inexpensive. There is certainly education that needs to be done so that you can understand these systems, and most of them do have at least some initial cost for that training. However, if you compare that to the cost over your lifetime, as far as what you would pay out of pocket for a hormonal birth control or an IUD, as well as the potential complications or side effects of those methods, education of a fertility awareness method is really fairly inexpensive and can be used for the entirety of your reproductive life. There are just a couple of disadvantages to fertility awareness methods, and in fairness, I do want to call those out. The first is that there is a bit of a learning curve. 
it's not just as simple as going home and taking a pill every day to figure out what's going on with your cycle. The second is that you do have to put in some time, some commitment in order to learn the method. And sometimes that can be frustrating, especially if your cycles are a bit irregular. But knowing that you can work through that with a licensed professional helps to get everyone on the same page to have the discussions about how to best help treat your underlying concerns. So let's go over a few of the different methods that are out there so that you have an understanding of historically where this all started from. But again, it doesn't necessarily mean that all of these methods are equally as effective or right for you. When it comes to fertility awareness, the thing I would encourage you the most is to explore these methods further. Choose the one that resonates best with your needs and preferences, and to remember that each method has its pros and cons. If you are going to be coming in and working with me or another healthcare professional, I encourage you to reach out and give us a brief overview of what's going on with your cycles to ask what makes the most sense for which particular method you should be utilizing. You know, there are lots of benefits to charting your cycles, and I think the biggest one is that standardization to be able to speak the same language as your healthcare provider. That way, when we're talking about your luteal phase or days of fertility or ovulation day, we're able to be on the same page as far as what that means. And it really helps us to have a better dialogue as far as understanding where you're at. The other nice thing, as I had mentioned before in Lucy's story, is that oftentimes women are able to figure out what's going on with their cycles without even needing to see a healthcare professional. You know, sometimes it's just giving you that knowledge to be your own advocate, have a better understanding of your own reproductive health, as well as improved communication with your partner. Again, really the goal is to empower you to take an active role in managing your fertility. One of the best benefits of charting your cycles with fertility awareness methods is that you are able to stay off of hormonal contraceptives or devices that may mask underlying issues. Unfortunately, what I often see is that women who have been on birth control for a long time, it can take a while for their hormones to bounce back to baseline. What can happen is, is that these artificial hormones that you're taking or that are implanted can cover up your underlying menstrual irregularities. You know, whether that was PCOS or anovulatory cycles or thyroid-related menstrual concerns. And so now these women who have been on birth control for many years decide they want to get pregnant and they come off the birth control. They have all of those same irregularities with their cycles that haven't gone away over time. And now we have to correct those underlying issues prior to being able to help them achieve pregnancy. And so really trying to avoid being on birth control even if you're not ready to get pregnant right now, is really important so that you have a better understanding of what's going on with your natural cycles and can correct those underlying abnormalities before it becomes a bigger problem down the road. I would like to emphasize the importance of these fertility awareness methods really in empowering you to understand your reproductive health, to avoid unnecessary side effects or consequences of long-term artificial birth control or other hormonal devices. I would encourage you to explore fertility awareness methods further and considering um, to incorporate them into your reproductive health. If you are looking for somebody to help teach these methods, please reach out to me directly and I would love to get you in touch with a certified educator or practitioner of a method that is just right for you. 
go to our website, radiantclinic.com, to send us a message and get connected. You can also schedule an in-person appointment to see me in the Cedar Rapids area or arrange for a telehealth visit if you live in the state of Iowa. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, share this podcast with someone in your life who needs to hear it. I sincerely appreciate your trust and support, and I look forward to sharing more with you on our next episode of Cycle Wisdom.